Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's a well-respected high school football scout. Known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Ha-ha! Welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Five-star Friday. And boy, are we coming with it today. 2020. Dual threat. Dynamic arm and a magician in the pocket. Quarterback Bryce Young is on the show. GB, how you doing? I'm doing good. It was a big week for Bryce. It's always fun to talk to him. As you mentioned, man, the guy has has some special, unique qualities. He is very much like a magician. He just kind of makes things happen. You just have to kind of scratch your eyes and rub them and go, I just see what I just saw. Right. Bryce Young. Absolutely special human being as well, off the field. No doubt about it. So we got a great interview with Bryce coming up here. And uh, we're looking forward to it. But before we get to that, we have to remind people about our Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. And we're back. GB, any thoughts um, about Bryce, about his transfer to modern day, about the upcoming season, replacing pretty much a legend in quarterback JT Daniels, who's now at USC? Any thoughts kind of going into this interview? Yeah, I think I think if anybody who's kind of built for this, it's Bryce. I think it's he's extremely confident, and he just kind of has – the type of mental makeup you have to have to be able to play on that big stage and to come after a guy who, like you mentioned, you know, is kind of a legend at modern day. You kind of have to be wired and built a little bit differently. And I think Bryce is definitely built to handle that pressure. And, you know, we had Coach Rollinson last week. They're going to kind of tweak the offense 
around Bryce. So it's not Bryce coming in and trying to be JT. It's about modern day saying, okay, Bryce, you're special. We're going to tweak around you, which you have to love, right? Of course. If you're an outsider watching, you don't want to have Bryce try to be something he's not. Let Bryce be Bryce. And, and that's what I think Coach Rollinson, man. That's why I think modern day is rolling right now. They figured it out. He, he bought into kind of a, a new era of athlete and he changed the program around and I think he's continuing to change and evolve and I think Bryce is going to do big things this year for modern day no doubt about it yeah a, a special quarterback that's a dynamic playmaker with the football a la Russell Wilson a la a lot of undersized quarterbacks Doug Flutie of the past Bryce Young, man, just a terrific football player and a great young man, a gentleman of all sorts. Father Craig Young, also a very nice man and uh, very open and transparent about what kind of uh, situation they were facing this offseason with the move to modern day. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and everything Bryce Young and being a five-star dual-threat quarterback on this here interview. So without further ado, let's not give leave the people waiting. Let's give the people what they want, Greg Biggins. <laughs> it's Greg Biggins. It's Bryce Young, two five-stars here on The Transparent Truth. All right, now we'd like to bring in the magician. <laughs> very, very well-known magician here in Southern California, known throughout the West Coast nationally as a top dual-threat quarterback in America for the 2020 class. I'm a huge fan. A lot of respect from my man Bryce Young, the quarterback at Modern Day. Bryce, how you doing? I'm great. I'm blessed. I have no complaints. I appreciate the intro. Yeah, no doubt, my man. So it's great to finally get you on the show, man. I know you're a, yeah. a proud supporter and you listen all the time to the Transparent Truth. I got my man Greg Biggins here. He always leads off our five-star Friday interviews. And before I let him go and do his thing, I got to remind you, Bryce, always give us the transparent truth. I got you. I got you. Hey, Bryce. So, like he said, man, pleasure to have you on. And we want to go in a lot of different directions. Obviously, people listening, they, they know you just made a pretty life-altering decision a few days ago on Wednesday, your birthday, uh, when you decided mm-hmm. to fight on and commit to the Trojans. But I want to, before we get to that, man, I want to go old school. I want to take it back and, and get to know Bryce that maybe people don't know as well. And uh, obviously um, know and, and love both your parents, um, Julie and Craig. You were, you know, raised in a, in a sports family. But I want to know, at what age, Bryce, did you kind of start playing football? And was that always your first love? I know you were a pretty good hooper growing up, but was football always your first love? And at what time, what age did you start to say, you know, I can, I can, pretty, I can play this sport pretty good? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, my first time playing organized football was at four years old. Um, I was Dang. playing, playing, yeah, I was playing flag at the, at the Y in Pasadena. Um, and it was, it was just like, that was my first time that I really got into it for my dad. Um, like you said, my dad played um, high school. Uh, I mean, played football all the way up through high school. Um, my mom played soccer in college, so um, athletic background. And um, for me, to be honest with you, I was I was always split. Like I always loved bas- uh, always loved football, but I always loved basketball too. It was really fifty fifty for me. Like um, I grew up, I-, I started playing basketball when I was three. So I was every every year I would switch back and forth. There would be basketball season, football season. I would just kind of like you know like uh you know just 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 changed when that that season came around but it was really like it was 50 50 and and i grew up loving both 
both sports and, uh, and to be honest I, I still kind of love both sports I love football more now just because um, you know uh, how much more I've invested into it and that's definitely um, what I love the most but I still have love for basketball and, and I, I feel like it'll always be a part of me you know what's funny is that the way you play the quarterback position I know you had a viral video a few weeks ago of your little no look pass for a touchdown at the was that the Edison <laughs> tournament when you, when you did that you could kind of almost was see a little Edison. point yeah you kind of almost see a little point guard you know, Magic Johnson, I was, as Keith would say, magician, a little no-look pass, like a former point guard. When did you actually make the decision to focus just on football? You know, obviously, you know, a lot of people nowadays uh, are, are kind of do, you know, want to play just the one sport. You know, although there are statistics that show that the players at double sport in high school have great success and, you know, get into the highest, highest level. But when did you decide to focus just on one sport and, and not play basketball, you know, at the, you know, organized level? Yeah, um, for me it was, it was, it was, I stopped playing my freshman year. Um, I wanted, I came into Cathedral um, and I wanted, I, I did want to play both sports. Um, it was just the basketball program at Cathedral was, it, it's a really serious program out there. And, and like they had, you know, 5 a.m. workouts and, and really to play basketball up there was kind of like a lifestyle thing. Like you were, um, they did a lot of things differently. Um, they were really strict with curriculum and a lot of things. So just unfortunately, just because of how, you know, how rigorous their program was. I was never able to do both. Like it, it just it, it it didn't work out like that, unfortunately. But um, really, my like my plan was just to play play as as long as I can. But um, I do feel I, I'm really grateful that I did play basketball because I really um, I really like you said I really do believe that two sport athletes um, are, are really beneficial. And I, I I give a lot of credit to me playing basketball. Um, things like lateral quickness, vision. Um, I feel like me playing basketball growing up actually helped that. And, and without it, that, like I said, that's always really going to be a, a small part of me. No, a thousand percent. I mean, what a great transition sport, point guard to quarterback, right? It's all, exactly. you know, all about kind of being able to have those eyes all over the place and being able to process. And that's one of the things that, you know, we've always loved about you. You're not just a guy who sits back and guy gets open, you throw it to him. Man, you're making quick reads and you're progression wise, you're way ahead of the game. And, it's kind of ironic. I remember the first time I interviewed you, Bryce. I know you're a premium guy right now, but a little bit of love. To, you know, Armand Hawkins brought you over to me. You're an eighth grader. And I'd only interviewed yeah. one other eighth grader before in my life. That was a guy named JT Daniels, who ironically uh, is going to USC. But he said, hey, this kid is going to be special. I had heard about you, never met you before. Big time reputation with the IE Ducks. And I, I just want to know, Bryce, you know, coming in with such a, with a, such a huge reputation. I don't, again, I don't really want to get into the habit of talking to eighth graders but you know i was already i could already see something special about you um when did you kind of start to feel like i know you're super humble but when did you kind of start to feel like you know what i could play this game at, a, at the college level maybe even like at an nfl level i mean when did you kind of start to realize that you had a little special talent to you um you know for me um it was funny um just 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 earlier i was having this discussion with my parents um, cause, uh, like a week ago we were talking about this and, uh, for me, I've always been, um, I've always wanted to work hard and like I said, I've always tried my best, like you said, I've always tried my best to be humble and that's something my parents instilled in me. But to be honest, I've always been really confident in myself and my abilities and knowing that if I work hard and, and do everything that I possibly can, that God will take care of the rest. And, um, so because of that, I really, I, I, I can't remember a time where I didn't feel like I could, I could go as far as I wanted. Um, even when I was a little kid, um, I, when I was like five and six, I, I definitely wasn't thinking about NFL or, or college at the time, but I just remember thinking, 
I, I I'm always the best player on the field, and I'm I'm um, and only I can stop myself. Whether it was at that time, whether it's football or basketball, I always believed that um, I was really my only limit, and that's something that I still believe now. Is like I said, I, I try my best to be as humble as possible, but I know it's also important to have confidence, especially in a game like football. And because of that, I, I believe I, I, I can be great. I can, uh, um, and, and really, I don't want to put any, I, I never want to put any limits on, on how great I could be. Hey, did you lose any games when you were with the Ducks? I know they had some crazy winning streak with all the different players. Yeah. Uh, players. But did you ever lose a game when you were, when you were playing for them? Mm. Nope, not, not Undefeated. one. Undefeated. That is not one. Undefeated. Who are, went to Florida. Who are some of the dudes? Yeah, who are some uh, of the dudes that you had on your team? I mean, I know there's a lot of them that are still, you know, they're still excelling yeah. right now at the high school level. Who did you have in those teams? Um, we had we had guys. We had um, as far as like we had Miles there. Um, our center now, George. Um, George is on the team. Um, we had we had Zion, uh, Chris Hudson. Um, uh, we had uh, Jaden Navarrete. We had LV. Uh, we had. Yeah, we had we, we had, had a squad. Yeah, we had Jawan, we had Jawan Collins, we had we had Ray, we had we had Martin Salazar, those who are at modern day right now. We yeah. had yeah, we were we were loaded. Elias was Man. Elias was a duck too. So it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, we talked to Elias' parents for quite a bit at the opening in Dallas, and he was saying that you know the, the challenge wasn't to lose. It was like they would get mad if another team got a first down on them. Because I mean, the, the, you guys were so talent-wise, you guys were so much better than everyone else. Yeah. It's kind of hard to almost stay stay competitive. So then, obviously, oh yeah, we guys, had, yeah, yeah, we had. Yeah, I forgot. Go on, go I totally on. forgot. We had Darian on the team. I can't, I can't leave my guy out. My bad. We you had Darian on the team. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> the whole. Yeah, the whole defense, especially was the whole modern day we secondary was a drink. Was a duck. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Obviously, you're at modern day now, but what made you, let's go back a little bit, eighth grade year, and, you know, let's not be naive. We know every high school, you know, out west mm-hmm. is wanting you and clamoring for you. It's almost like college recruiting, but it's high school. What made you decide on Cathedral High School? Um, it was, uh, we had, for me, it was, it was really a, a, a trust thing. I'd known them for, for a while. I, I was... And, and a lot of people don't know, I wasn't a hundred percent, I did do eighth grade, I did eighth grade twice, and I wasn't a hundred percent about uh, about doing that. I, I only chose to do that. I was young for my age anyway, uh, for my grade, and I only chose to do it because um, I was planning on heading to Cathedral before I went to the Ducks, um, my, my second eighth grade year. And um, I was gonna, uh, and the quarterback who was starting at the time would have been a junior, and I was thinking, I kind of went three years to play. So that's event. That's what um, led to me being the, uh, to hold him back and go into the Ducks. But um, really, they were the they were the school that I knew that I was most familiar with. I was 100% going to go there before I started the Ducks. And I felt like, for me, I wanted to go to a place where I knew I was comfortable. I knew I could play early. And um, I knew I was going to have a shot to play as a freshman. And I ended up playing a lot um, my ninth grade year. So um, for me, that's really, and, and I know a lot of majority of them you know um went all trinity and bosco and modern day and and um and i always you know obviously i'm there now and i always thought that was that was great but i wanted to be um i want to play as soon as possible and i just really wanted to be on the field and um that's really um why and also the coaching staff was amazing right there even though i'm not there they're still coach Pete, coach danny everyone up there is still family um with me so um those are some of the reasons why i went to the 
Yeah, no, Kevin Pearson, Daddy Hernandez, a couple of great dudes. As you mentioned, always want to shout those guys out who kind of helped you get that get that start. Now, obviously, you had two very successful years, but again, knowing you for a while, Bryce, I know you're you're highly competitive, and for you, it's not just about being good or getting offers. You, you want to get developed. You want to be able to go to college and be ready to go. What were the exactly. biggest reasons? It, it, were those some of the reasons why you decided to make the move? Not just into the Trinity League, but man, you gotta you gotta you know be a, a special person to want to go to modern day the year after. You know, I think Keith and I talked about this on the Wednesday show. Man, calling in JT Daniels, you know, pretty big footsteps. You just won a national championship, one of the best teams in Southern California history, and now you're the dude. Um, what mm-hmm. made you choose modern day? Were you thinking about all these different kind of outlier factors before you made that decision, or were you not even you know not even caring about you know who was the quarterback before you got there? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'd say as far as me and JT are, are really, really cool. And as far as, you know, following up, um, you know, going to a place where, where JT just left, um, you know, I'm, it was something that I definitely knew about. I wouldn't say it was a factor for me because I know um, where I want to be. I, like I said, I have confidence myself and I can't, I can't let what happened before what my, uh, what other people's perceptions of me might be, you know, guide my choices. Um, but I was definitely aware of it, you know, JT. JT's high school career was, you know, arguably one of the best, like, ever. So, um, you know, that's something that, you know, I'm not going to shy away from her. I, you know, something I'm going to accept, and I, I know I have, I have big shoes to fill. But, but yeah, I, I definitely chose that, um, like you said, uh, just to be prepared for the next level. Uh, modern day, I've learned so much um, in the short time that I've been there, um, just this one semester and, and you know, this summer. Um, as far as offense, you know, scheme-wise, um, I feel a lot more comfortable um, with a lot of, um, like a lot more pro style stuff. Um, my football IQ has definitely gone up as far as things like, you know, you know, scheme wise, box balls, fronts, a lot of that stuff I'm, I'm a lot more um, comfortable with, way more uh, well versed in. And also just, you know, the atmosphere. Um, the modern day atmosphere is really, really unparalleled. You know, they, um, Coach Rallo um, really does a great job of staying on us. And, and, and staying on top of us. And, and it's a place where I knew going in that I had to work. Um, I had to work day in, day out. And for me, that's the environment I wanted to be around. Okay, so Bryce, obviously, modern day always plays a tough schedule. And we talked about not not just the guy you're following, but man, you're going to be playing against some angry teams. Modern day's last mm-hmm. year uh, was a historical run. I mean, me and Keith debated it. It could be the best team to come out of Southern California in 10 to 20 years. You guys play at Bishop Gorman. You guys got IMG Academy coming to you. Modern day, or excuse me, St. John Bosco at least once, if not twice. It seems to always be the case. A, a brutal training league schedule. I mean, how pumped up are you to play in some of these national showcase type games? I'm, I'm thrilled, to be honest. Uh, that was also one of the reasons why um, I wanted to make this move. It's, you know, the competition that I get to see. I get to see a competition um, every day just from, you know, the defense we have, which has really been, been pushing us. But to play, like you said, that schedule is um, is a schedule that isn't, that isn't, you know, it's the toughest schedule in the country. And and we know that we're preparing for that. And, and you know, just knowing that I'm going to be on the field with those big moments and against those teams. And, um, you know, really that's, that's what I, that's what I work for. That's what, um, that's really what I what I love to do is be on the field in those pivotal moments. So um, knowing that we have such a tough schedule is, is really motivation for me. So Bryce, let's not let's not beat around the bush any longer. I know a lot of people tuned into the show want to hear you talk about again mentioned at the top of the show life altering decision, not just a four year but a, a lifetime decision that you made. Uh, yeah, you went ahead and committed on your birthday 
to USC. I know it was a, it was a pretty tough decision for you. Let, let's go back to a year ago when I, you know, I think that was the first time you and your pops told me that you might make an early, early decision. Quarterbacks always do it early, but you want to do it before your junior year. Most guys do it for their senior year. But take me to a year ago. At that time, I, I, did, I don't know if USC was even as involved in terms of the other schools we talked about were a lot of, a lot of Washington, a lot of Oklahoma. Um, mm-hmm. There was talk that once UCLA offered you, because that's where your pops went, that they might be a school that could jump in there. Um, when did USC become a, a really viable option for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if I'm being, you know, like you said, always keep it transparent and truthful, you know, if I'm being honest with you, um, I grew up, uh, my dad went to UCLA. I grew up hating USC. If I'm, you know, 100% honest, I grew up hating USC. I wanted, um, uh, I always grew up, I was a UCLA diehard fan my whole life. And, and you know, things just didn't work between us and UCLA, but um, I feel like a year ago, even before that, I was still in that mindset of just, just personal. Like, I never had a reason to hate USC. It was just, you know, that's what I was, you know, my dad went there and just grew up choosing a side. And I feel like a while, like maybe a year ago, especially before that, I was just thinking, oh, it's, it's USC. They're red and gold. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not going to consider there. But, you know, I feel like over this year, um, I really matured and realized um, what's like, just like, Bryce, what's the best situation for you? Um, Coach Helton, Coach Ellis, Coach Martin have been, you know, have been great to me. Um, they, every time I go up there, they made it feel like a family environment. I felt like I was welcomed as part of the family. Um, scheme-wise, I love what they do. It's a great fit, especially coming from modern day. Um, uh, like I said, and it's just, you know, being close to home, the coaches, um, the, the, um, the players, I know a lot of them. And also, you know, USC is such a prestigious school, and that was something that was really important for me. And, and really, it was, um, I, I was blessed to have um, so many great options. But for me, that was the best one. And I feel like a year ago, I was still just, um, I was still just, I hadn't thought about it all like that. I hadn't thought about the, pic- the big picture. And now that I see it, um, I'm blessed that I was able to make the decision that I did. So let's, let's talk scheme a little bit. Because I know a lot of people will say, and I mean, am I, am I accurate, Bryce, and saying it kind of came down to USC and Oklahoma? Were those like the final, um, final two? Uh, for me, it was, I'd say it, it really came down to um, USC, Oklahoma, Washington. In Washington, okay. Um, so obviously Baker Mayfield, people, you know, I know Oklahoma did a great job, Lincoln Riley did a great job selling yeah. you on the fact that, hey, we just had a six-feet quarterback that went number one in the draft, right? Like, we have an mm-hmm. offense that's geared towards you. So you mentioned the scheme at USC and, and how well it fits you, and you mentioned the modern day thing, but for those, again, who you know aren't privy to those conversations that you had with Coach Helton, Ellis and T. Martin, you know, what is the offense going to be and, and how do you see yourself fitting in with the USC offense and how they're going to, you know, obviously Sam Darnold was in the shotgun quite a bit and yeah. it wasn't just your typical pro style, you know, three, five, seven step drops, but how do you see yourself fitting in USC? Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, I feel like seeing Sam Darnold um, play and, and all this, the great stuff he did while he, at his time at USC, um, was really a big, big thing for me. Um, I, I could definitely see similarities between me and Sam, um, me and Sam Darnold's games, and um, there's definitely a lot of stuff that um, that he does that I that I want to be able to do. And 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 with seeing that and seeing how they utilize his skill set, um, that's why you know I really have the utmost confidence that I would be able to fit into the offense. And also, like you said, um, um, scheme wise, it's um, it's really uh, modern day does a great job of. Uh, 
uh, really preparing. Just, you know, their um, coach money, um, a really great OC, and, you know, just how close he is. He's been to USC a lot, learned a lot from them. And we've, we've put uh, a few aspects of USC's game into ours. And because of that, I feel like I'm going to be, be really, really prepared um, for, for the next step. So when did you actually make your decision? And obviously you committed on a Wednesday, but when did you actually kind of decide, you know, okay, you know, I'm going to USC. Was that a month ago? Was it three months ago? Was it two weeks ago? When did you actually decide, okay, this is the school for me. I'm, I'm going with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was actually actually pretty, um, pretty, pretty recent. Um, I'd always, like I said, I had, I had amazing, I was blessed to be in position. I was, I had amazing options. Um, not just, you know, I, obviously the, the six side job were both great, all great opportunities for me, um, all great schools, all great coaching staff. And really, um, I prayed a lot about it. Um, and I feel like, I feel like I started leaning towards SC a little bit. I'd say about, about only about two weeks, maybe from, um, from Wednesday for my birthday. Um, and really I was just still feeling things out. And I'd say that weekend, um, before um, that Saturday and Sunday before my birthday, before Wednesday, um, was really when I, I came to terms and, 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 and decided. And um, I kind of went 100% in. That, that's really how it, how it timed out for me. I mean, that, prior to that, were you leaning elsewhere, like more toward OU or UW, or was just like everyone was still kind of even and uh, you hadn't really made, you know, kind of like, no one had emerged yet as a leader for you? Yeah, really. I, I know. I know it seems like I know it seems like like watered down, like a cop out. But really, everyone else is even. I mean, like I said, I had great. I had great options. Um, all the coaching staff. Um, I could definitely. I, I saw myself being able to play in a, in a lot of different different options in those in those those top sixes, those top six that I put out, and and it was really pretty even um, for the most part um, as, as far as those six went. I'd say about like i said about two two weeks before it kind of narrowed down to, to those three that i named the washington usc um oklahoma um i'd say that's really when narrowed down to those three but outside of that those three were pretty much even um those three were even all the way up until probably that weekend where i uh, um where i or the two weeks before i leaned sc in that weekend where i finally decided that i was gonna be a Trojan. So let me ask, hopefully this isn't too tough of a question, but obviously I feel like you and he's a friend of yours, St. John Bosco, 20 quarterback, DJ, will be under Lale. You guys are always going to kind of be linked together, Bryce. I mean, now, especially you're in the yeah. Disney League, and, and there was a lot of talk that, you know, USC was looking at him as well. And did you kind of feel like, and if this way had nothing to do with it, you know, kind of expound on it, why did you want to make your decisions so early? I mentioned before, a lot of quarterbacks want to do it early, but a lot of times they, they play their junior season out, um, what made you decide to do it a whole year early? And, uh, you know, again, kind of factoring in, you know, other quarterbacks and was it kind of like trying to lock your spot in and focus on modern day football or, or what was it specifically? I'd say, I'd say a, a little bit with, with trying to lock my spot in. Um, but, but really mostly it was, I was blessed for the recruiting process for me to start so early. Um, I got my first offer, um, like the day after I graduated eighth grade. Um, and since then, I had a relationship with a lot of coaches, and I, I got a lot of, uh, I'd say, say about majority of my offers right after my freshman year. And I, I known those staffs that I was that I was seriously considering. I know them. I know the Washington staff since I was um, in, at the end of my eighth grade year. Um, I knew USC. I knew Oklahoma all since eighth grade year, and that's a long that's a long time because of that. I felt really comfortable 
uh, making my decision. I feel like if I would have, you know, if I would just be getting offers um, this offseason, uh, I don't know if I would have been able to, to, to make this decision because for me, you know, just being comfortable is, is big for me just because, you know, it's, it's the next chapter of my life. But because everything started so early, um, I felt like I was, I was able to make that that um that decision and and once i i felt like that i don't want to delay it i don't want to i don't want to play with any other people i don't want to string along my recruiting process you know for more for more attention or anything i wanted to to to, to you know to state where i was going to go um help build a class around me and um and i was i'm glad that i was able to do that um wednesday hey so i again i, I don't want you to throw you know, I don't want you to give away too many answers to the test, but I also know you know a lot of people, Bryce. You kind of mentioned you want to start recruiting <laughs> just for the fun of it, just for the just for the fun of it, Bryce. How good is the 2019 and, and the 2020 class is going to be? You don't need to, you know, give me any guys that have given silence. Although I'm sure there are a few mm-hmm. out there, but who are going to be some of your main targets, man? People, fans love to hear about this kind of stuff. Who are some of the guys you're going after? <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I, I feel like especially, you know, just again being biased part of this twenty twenty class, I feel like it's a really special class. And there are definitely, definitely some names that um that I'm I'm going after that I, I gotta 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 get um back in, in back to uh, LA. But um, you know, definitely my modern day teammates, you know, Miles, uh, Elias, those are those are big targets just because, you know, those are my brothers and I'm with them all the time. Um, and being around them just it just shows how much, you know, how how much I, I, I love to be around them at the next level. So um, those are those are really really big targets uh, for me. Brew same thing. I'm around him all the time, uh, trying to get him. Uh, also, uh, you know there there are some guys uh, running back. You know I'm really really close with Kendall. That's my guy, Kendall Milton. Um, so uh, I definitely love to see him see him come down uh, uh, to. To LA, um, I'm, I'm really good friends with Johnny, so um, he, he's probably the receiver um, I know. I know the best. Also, you know Chris Hudson. I'm really, really him and yeah, him and Chris Hudson. I say I know the best. So um, Chris, who he, um, I, I'd love to see him commit. But there, there also there, those are just a few. Just I'll give you guys a little bit of a sneak. <laughs> just know I, I like I'm that. working on. I'm working on. I'm working on some other stuff that I got to keep under wraps. But just know oh, I'm working. I, that's fair. That's fair. And for those who, who don't know, just on, on a first-name basis, Johnny would be Johnny Wilson from Calabasas, yeah. and Kendall would be Kendall Melton from Buchanan High School, a couple of elite, elite five-star prospects. So, Bryce, now, now that's over, I mean, how are you feeling? Do you kind of feel like, is it a relief? Was it, was it stressful for you? Was it not really too stressful because you kind of had a, you know, a good idea what you wanted to do? I mean, does it kind of feel like a weight off your back right now? Um, I, I definitely feel relieved. Uh, it wasn't too stressful for me because um, – even even up to you know those two weeks where I didn't know where I was going, I, I didn't know, but I knew I wanted to um, when I wanted to commit. Um, really, I prayed about it a lot, and I knew that God would would lead me into the right direction. I, that's why I was never stressed about it. I knew that it would come naturally. Um, I have faith that um, God would point me in the right way, and, and, and He did. But um, I definitely feel great now. Um, I feel great to be a you know to be a chosen, to be a part of the twenty twenty cl- uh, recruiting class, um, help bring some more guys in, um, you know, to know. Uh, to know where I'm going to be at the next level is, is a relief, you know. Um, and I love, you know, I love uh, the, all the coaches that I was calling, but um, 
recruiting and for those who haven't been through the recruiting process I know a lot of people are like oh everyone complains about being recruited and, and how could you hate when coaches and players say they want you to be on the team but but it can be a lot of times you know um, having to call people and do certain things and always having to keep you know it, it, it's a blessing but it can be a lot and I'm glad that I just get to focus on on USC now hey speaking of coaches Bryce we didn't really talk uh, touch too much on this but who was your main dude at USC? I mean, did, was it Coach Helton? I know he was personally involved. I know Coach Ellis, mm-hmm. even T. Martin. But who was your lead recruiter, and, and what was your relationship like with those guys and, and that staff as a whole? Yeah, I, as a whole, I, I have really good relationships with, with a lot and a lot of people, not just not even just on the offensive end. I have a really good relationship with a lot of the coaches. But I'd say who I talked to the most was, was um, Coach Ellis. Just, you know, he, he's a position coach. Um, he's who I would spend the most time with. So that, that's pretty much who I talk to the most. Um, next would be um, Coach Helen and, 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 and Coach Martin. But, um, I, yeah, I, I guess I would say the lead recruiter, recruiter for me would be Coach Ellis. I was talking to him um, at least once a week, um, just about both on, on the field stuff, off the field stuff. And, and now that, you know, now that I'm a coach, I'm just glad that I know exactly where I'm going and I get to focus. Um, I get to focus on, again, being a Trojan also this, this season of modern day. And, and, you know, trying to lead the team back to where we were last year. Again, modern day keeps coming up. And I, when, every time you do, I think of more questions for you, Bryce. And then you, now you got to run here, but this is always, it's fun. <laughs> here and just kind of no, it's all up good. It's you. all good. I, I got to ask this one. So obviously, you know, JT Daniels made the decision to reclassify, which kind of put two years of separation between you guys. You, he went from 2019 to, to 2018 and you're 2020. Did that play a role at all? I mean, if, if JT was only one year ahead of you and he was, you know, obviously you wouldn't be at modern day right now, but I mean, if he mm-hmm. was only one year removed, would you still have been, you know, all in on USC as much as you are now? Or because I know you want, you want to come in and play, right? You want to, you know, make right. a red shirt, maybe not, but you want to play early. How big was it for you to have JT kind of skip a year and, and get that extra year of separation between you 2018 and 2020 class? Yeah, um, I, I knew even before I started the process, that wherever I was going to go, I was going to have to go in and compete. And and really, I feel like um, SC would be home for me regardless, but um, JT reclassifying and being two years in front of me, um, you know, I feel like it just worked, everything just worked out perfectly. Um, I feel like it was perfect timing. Um, I'll have, you know, I'll have, I'll have that, that two-year break, um, that two-year separation uh, between us is, is, I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a healthy, um, healthy two years. Um, and I think it just worked out. I feel like SC would have been home with me regardless of who was in front of me, um, just because of you know the, my, my relationship with staff, everybody, the family environment. So I think regardless of, of who who was coming, I would always want to be a Trojan. But um, I think JT JT uh, reclassifying definitely helped out. Can't wait to watch you, man. Hopefully your pops is going to be okay watching you rocking that Cardinal in gold. I know he will. <laughs> but I know, you know, he's probably had some sleepless nights wondering what the heck was going on with his alma mater. He's kind of dragging their feet. But, uh, yeah, honestly, Bryce, you're in a great spot. You're in a great position. And uh, thanks for coming on. Coach Keith, you got anything for our guys before we send them off? I do. I do, Greg. I've got one question. It's kind of the pink elephant in the room for me, Bryce. I don't know if you even know this, but there's a long strong narrative, especially in the inner cities and the black and brown communities, that USC for a very, very long time would not play a black quarterback. Uh, And it hasn't really happened since all the way back when Rodney Pete played. And that was, I think, in 1987 or 1988. So it's been 
you know, 30 years since USC has played a black quarterback. What do you think about that narrative, and how do you feel uh, with the chance to change that narrative moving forward in a couple of years? Um, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I've like I've definitely heard that a lot, and I've heard that from a lot of people, and, and I've I've thought about that, but um, I, I'm 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 confident. I trust the coaches. I trust and believe in them. I'm confident in myself that I can work hard once I get there and prove myself and, and be beneficial to the team. And also, um, a, another thing is. Um, Coach, I got a question for you. When do you think the last time, um, when was the last time an African-American quarterback was, was going to play a modern day? That's a great question. I don't know, to be honest. I don't know if they've ever even had a black quarterback at modern day. So, like you said, you know, I think times are changing. Again, it's not a narrative that I came up with. I know this is something that's circulated around um, the yeah, cities yeah. for a very, very long time, right? But uh, I think you in the position that you're in are somebody that can help change that narrative and really change the mindset of people in the inner cities. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm to- I, I totally agree with you. you know, that, that's something that I would love to do. Um, you know, like you said, um, it's something that I don't know if people would have believed uh, a while ago, but hopefully I can, I can go in and work, um, prove myself to, to the coaching staff and to the team and, and try to change that narrative and hopefully, like you said, um, change how people, um, people perceive. Just to piggyback on that, because someone actually, I saw a little debate back and forth about that, and, and it was kind of a put down, USC doesn't play black quarterbacks, and my response to this was, you know, it's not like they haven't recruited them, right? They've recruited your friend Jason Thomas, who happened to be coming in with a guy named Carson Palmer, who won a Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy. True. Can't fault them for playing JT. Rocky Hines came in, just didn't get it done. Jesse Scroggins was brought in, just didn't get it done. And it wasn't because those guys were black, because they ended up not being very good quarterbacks and that's just keeping it mm-hmm. transparent and real so I, I i don't feel obviously as qualified as you guys to speak on you know black relations but i can't speak on quarterbacks and i can't say if a black quarterback or a green quarterback or a yellow quarterback is good enough i think he will play and i i definitely think bryce will prove that but the argument about they're not going to play a guy who's who's more qualified than the other guy because of the skin color this doesn't really add up to me. Like I said, those three guys I just named, they did recruit and bring all three of those guys in. If they were good enough, they would have played. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, and and there, there, there's, also, there's also a perception behind that, Greg, um, of why those guys didn't play, not because just they weren't good quarterbacks, but there's always um, an, a, a narrative behind that. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You know, at this point in time, I think it's important to note that you know, Bryce is a guy that they've been high on for a pretty long time. I know we think he's very special. And um, he's in line to be their starting quarterback at some point down, at some point in time down the road. So we're all very, very excited about that. Bryce? I, I appreciate that. I already yeah, got it no planned out. I already got it planned out. JT's three and out. Bryce is starting by his red shirt freshman year, and he's three and out, baby. We're all going to the league. Wow. That's what I'm seeing this whole that's, that's what I'm seeing it. <laughs> Let's go, Bryce. Hey, I'm uh, sure it works out like Hines that. Is, is. <laughs> hey, man, from someone who watched Rocky Hines and Jesse back in high school, they're not Bryce Young, and it wasn't even close. So that's, that's, that's my read. No doubt about it. Well, hey, Bryce, we appreciate you for coming on, man. Uh, like I said, we know you listen to the show. We know you're a big fan of the show. And uh, we're looking forward to watching you get down and get fresh this year at modern day. 
Can't wait to see you guys match up with Bishop Gorin at Fertitta Field. And good luck, God bless, and congratulations on becoming a Trojan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No doubt about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bryce Young, America's number one dynamic dual-threat quarterback regardless of class. All right, we appreciate Bryce for coming on. Um, again, a terrific young man, come from a great family, modern-day quarterback, ready to leave the Monarchs to a huge season defending their national championship, a big road test coming up early on in the season at Bishop Gorman, uh, at Fertitta Field. It's going to be 110 degrees with 150% humidity. They're going to have Dorian Thompson-Robinson coming out on a horse with Brevin Jordan catching passes on the back of a seagull. It's going to be an electric atmosphere there at Fertitta Field. But nonetheless, the Monarchs, led by quarterback Bryce Young, the five-star dual threat, number one dual threat in the 2020 class, they're going to be up for the up for the challenge. Excuse me, GB, what do you think? Yeah, no, and it, like you mentioned, man, just a great family. You can tell just talking to Bryce, man, he's, he is wise and mature beyond his years, beyond his grade. You kind of talk to him and, you know, hats off to Craig. Also, we always talk about the dads, but, you know, hats off to his lovely mom, Craig's lovely wife, Julie Young, who uh, is right there every step of the way. But, no, I, Bryce is such a solid kid, and I'm easy to root for, right? I think we're all, we all want him to do great at modern day and, and then go on and do great things at the next level and hopefully the next next level after that. So, um, fun interview and, and such a great all-around kid for sure. There's no doubt about it. Looking forward to an unbelievable season. Can you imagine what that matchup is going to be like? I think it's October the 16th, GB. October the 16th. I think, is it going to be at Modern Day? It will be at the Santa Ana Bowl. It it's going to be, be yep. Bosco at Modern Day. Can you imagine 10,000 fans wearing all red in the stands? Can you imagine two five-star quarterbacks dueling it out underneath the heat in that Santa Ana Bowl? In that festive atmosphere, can you see Coach Negro, Coach Rollo barking at their players on the sideline? It's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to watch Brew McCoy and Chris Steele compete. I can't wait to watch guys like Maris Talaval go against Evan Bennett and Keon Ware Hudson and Miles Moreau taking on big uh, Naeem Rodman and all those Kobe Pepe's and all those <laughs> big boys over there at Bosco, man. I just can't wait, man. Unbelievable. Dude, you can keep going. Oh, I, of course I can. Darion and Elias. Are you kidding? Nemo. Chris Hudson and all I those Fuller, guys. John John Vaughn. Kobe Bowman. Dude Wolf. I know. Wasn't that Dude phenomenal Wolf. watching Michael John Martinez. John Vaughn? got the dueling tight ends. got the dueling secondaries. I mean, these are maybe the two best secondaries in the country. The two best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. Two great receiver cores. You got what about the running backs? the best player. What you about got the running backs? backs coming out your ears. You got the three headed monster at Bosco. You got Sean Dollar, Kobe Harper at Modern Day. Yeah. You got Keith Savage, George Halani, Sand Beast. It's just going to be, there, there will be 50 D1 players on that field. Oh, easy. That, that's insane. It's probably never happened before. Maybe has never happened before in, in my lifetime. There was that many, mostly because they didn't start giving out early offers until the last, you know, five, six, seven years. But it is going to be loaded. Oh uh, yeah, I think fifty is a low number, GB. I think fifty is a low number. I would go po- closer to sixty. So. I can go possibly closer. Possibly so. Yeah, with those underclassmen, there's no doubt about it. Guys like Davies, you know what I mean? Guys like James Smith. Yeah. 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 There ain't ain't no doubt about it. So. Uh, hey, we could talk about Bosco Monte all day. I got to cut that baby short right there. Please uh, follow the show on 
all our media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, we're out there. Twitter. Follow my man at Greg Biggins on Twitter. Follow me, Coach Keith underscore MP. I get it cracking on Twitter like always. Don't be offended. I'm just kind of doing me. <laughs> it's time to bring this baby to a close, GB. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool. <laughs>